Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And in today's episode, I want to start by talking about something that you know, has come to my attention out of circumstance only because I forgot my Kindle at home, at my other home. And now I've been forced to read or reread The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck once more because it's the only book I have. And like today I was reading and I opened just a random chapter and it was one, I don't remember the exact name, but it was about, you know, choosing your suffering or choosing your struggles because the main concept of this is that everyone at the end of the day wants to be successful. Everyone wants to be like the rock star or the famous athlete or the, you know, whatever it is that we see on the limelight. But it's very rare for us to also want the pain that takes to get there. You know, year upon year of always trying, never know if you're going to get there, having tons of other people competing against you, all that stuff. And, you know, those are kind of the more drastic examples. But this applies to everything from, you know, starting a small business to to the major athlete. There's always going to be a lot of struggling and, and a lot of figuring things out. And so the the main thing that he talks in the book that I agree with is that when you're looking at what to pursue and what to, you know, embrace this kind of like your purpose or your journey, you could call, is to look at, am I willing to suffer for this? Am I willing to, you know, to find enjoyment in the process and kind of even forget about those public victories? Because at the end of the day, it's like we talk about this a lot, but it's the journey is 99.9% of the time. Spent 99% of the time is spent on the journey, spent on practicing, doing the same things every day, improving, slight improvements, keep doing all those things so that then one day you can have that public victory. But that public victory lasts, you know, less than 1% of the time. So, yeah, my whole thing is that it's crucial, and I guess I'll pass the mic to you on this, to more than to look at the results we want, is after that, look, okay, do I also want the struggle to get there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a, a great principle. And even like if you do it right, you won't even care about like the public victory. Because if you're so yeah. Yeah. caught up in enjoying the process, it doesn't even matter. It's like a small bonus at the end of it. And I have actually a, a fun little story going into this. So basically, uh, we're all in quarantine. So <laughs> most of us are pretty bored. And uh, me, myself included, I've found myself with a lot of extra time. So I decided like, yeah. Okay, let's let's try to learn a new skill. And I found this like harmonic. I even have it here. I found it like on the basement, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> whatever. So I was like, okay, I must. I was not expecting. <laughs> Surprise! I was. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start trying to learn the harmonica. And because like in my mind, I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. I just imagined that like sweet Bob Dylan solo with the harmonica. And I actually like <laughs> yeah. started to practice with the harmonica. And I was like. After like 10 minutes, I was like, no, nah, this is not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's really that, you know, I just do not want yeah. the pain of yeah. learning yeah. this thing, you know. It's it, like in my mind, I have that fun idea of like being able to do a solo and whatever. But, you know, it's not worth it for me to go to all of that just yeah. to do that, you know. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, I feel like those, you know, perf when you could call like performance thing tasks, that things that like, that require... That you can, when you you practice just these these moments or these situations in time, like for example, you know you practice harmonics so that then you can play correctly during a certain amount of time. For example, those I feel like are the most you know what's the word I'm looking for the most um, hmm how would I say like in Portuguese ablative 
How would I say uh, that in English? They're the ones that draw you in the most, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are the ones that draw you in the most, but then are the ones that are the most painful to practice and to go through that process. Like for you to become the level you would imagine in your mind of like Bob Dylan, that would take yeah. your whole life you know, <laughs> or like five years or something like that. The same thing, like, you know, if you want to become very good at basketball, that would probably even be impossible to get to a level of NBA if you want to be on that limelight. And yeah, I feel like in those, it's at least it's very easy to see if it is for you or not. A lot of times. Like for you, it's like, eh, not really. Yeah, the moment I realized, horrible. like I Googled a YouTube <laughs> tutorial, how to play harmonica. And the first video, yeah. the guy was like, okay, so now you're going to practice this basic skill. Like, it's basically like blowing into every single note of the harmonica. You're going to mm -hmm. practice that for a week, for like uh, one hour every day. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do so. that. <laughs> if that's yeah. the beginning, yeah, I'm not ready for it. Sorry. And that's why a lot of times as well, I feel like you can't really choose as much as that thing chooses you because if you just sit down like i'm gonna become very good at harmonica and you've never done it and you sit down the likelihood of you giving up is probably like more than 90 percent as opposed to if you just one day picked it up and started playing you know fucking around with it let's say in breaks from work and stuff like that and you kept doing it for a while and you kind of started to make some sounds that you know make some sense then you could probably go into those and say okay well, let me practice note by note let me do etc etc because because a lot of times it's I've read this good article that I lost and I never I was never able to find again, which kind of pains me very much, which is about choosing your purpose. So what should you do? And he says that a big thing is just like we should look at the world more as children. Like a child doesn't look at the ball and think like, hmm, should I uh, put my effort into practicing the skill of kicking the ball and seeing if I'm going to have a career out of this? What is the likelihood? No, he just goes and he starts kicking the ball. And sees if he enjoys it. it. Just is more in the moment, so to speak. And that's one of the things that a lot of the older we grow, I feel like the more we lose that ability to just do things and just kind of go with the flow. That is so important. To, if we're talking about finding what you want to do, you like if you like, especially if you're talking about like your purpose or stuff like that. That you can't really go consciously and say like, okay, I'm gonna find my purpose. These are the steps to get there. It's kind of like one of those, you know, you just kind of live life and try new things and eventually one will kind of hit or a mix of both or, you know, whatever it may be. Like, for example, there's people who are very, who are, who are never very good at drawing and never very that good or amazing at storytelling. But because they were slightly above average at both, they can be very good cartoonists, for example. But maybe you had to try one and then try the other and then you figure out, oh, I can join them. I really like this. But it's not something you can just... For a lot of times, you can just be like from the start, yes, I'm going to be a cartoonist. These are the steps. First, I'm going to study drawing. Then I'm going to study storytelling. And then I'll get there. Because a lot of times as well, if you start with that mindset, I do believe that's kind of starting from the frame of mind that you you don't have what you need to be happy right now, even though how woo-woo this may sound. And so you need to find that in something else. But because you're always looking in something else, you're never you know, satisfied with what you're doing right now. And so you never get it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And actually, people forget this, but one of like the biggest predictors, if you're going to stick with like a new skill, a new habit, is if you actually enjoy it, you know? Are you having fun yeah. while doing it? You know, because that just makes everything much easier. And I think we have this idea of like, yeah, you should be able to like push through some things and some things you don't have to necessarily like. But 
if it's like a um, an hobby you're trying to pick up, you know, that's supposed to yeah. be fun. Most of it, like if if you're if you're like if you're trying to learn how to fish and you don't like fishing, why yeah. do it? You know, why maybe you're just someone who likes to hunt instead of fish, or you like to play guitar instead of playing the harmonica. You know, in my case, it's not any of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. you know, there's something to be said about something you really enjoy because when I look at my life, like what are the things that I've been more consistent more consistent through a long period of time. And in my case, it's like, it's powerlifting. And I actively do it because I enjoy doing it. I don't have to like be like, okay, now I got to make this schedule for me to, to go to the gym at this certain point. No, it's just like, I want to go there. So it, I don't even have to plan that much, which is not anything against planning. Obviously, we talk a lot about how important it is to plan. But when you're trying to learn something new or pick up, uh, I, I think this is more in when it comes to uh, hobbies, like if you want, mm-hmm. if it's something that's supposed to give you like pleasure and, and make make life interesting and fun, pick something that you like. You know, it, it, that it just makes it that much easier. Yeah, yeah, and and even with you that are you know you enjoy so much powerlifting and the whole you know process of improving at it. It didn't start that way. It started with you yeah. going to the gym for actually. Why did you start going to the gym, for example? Yeah, because I wanted to look I wasn't secure obviously with my physical appearance. I wanted to look better. If I'm really yeah. honest, like because of girls. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but at the end of the day, you didn't start going like, oh yes, this will be my purpose and I'll yeah. lift. It's and it's not because things are and a lot of times if you're in that very extreme pursuit of like what is my passion you will find it, but not where you're looking at, where you're trying to go. It will kind of pull you in other directions for, you know, and I know this is very not practical at all, you know, the the things we're talking right now, but this is not practical things. This is not, you know, if you know where you want to go already, you can be very practical about it. But if you don't know, then you kind of have to come to terms with the reality that you're going to have to try a lot of things. And probably only when you forget about that you need and want this purpose will you be able to find it for how you know contradictory that sounds yeah, which which in the yeah book, go for it yeah like that's kind of the main argument of the the subword of not giving a fuck is like you have to stop giving a fuck about these things for them to actually happen so you know so yeah. like if you're always saying to yourself I, I i need to be happy man I, I want to be happy how do i become happy you know no one becomes happy by asking themselves you know it's not something that you can say like i, I want to be happy what do i do to be happy it's just something yeah. that happens as a side effect of you living a good life, you know. You, you, but it's not something you can just like say. What are the steps to becoming happy? Okay, now I need good relationships. Yeah. Okay, now I'll I'll go find this pe- this person, make friends with that, fix my relationships back at home, find a hobby. You know, that's not how it works. You and so when we, when we're talking about these things, like what's what's my passion? How do I find my passion? It's actually best if you're not that focused on it. You know, if you're just doing things. Because that's when it's yeah. good for you. Which I do understand. It's very frustrating, especially if you're a very driven, motivated person. That's the last thing you want to hear. Because, you know, because I relate to that. And if you're that type of person, we're always used to going, like the way to get things is by doing more and by, you know, always trying to figure it out. But in a sense, you kind of have to do the opposite here, like we're talking about. But yeah, I don't. Want, I don't think I want to, <laughs> talk too much about that because then it's it's like yeah. we're always circling around the same thing and it's, it becomes very easy to you know because you can you can talk about this forever yeah. and not really pass the surface level or even deeper because at the end of the day what you can talk as much as you want about this but when you find it you know you found it so you know it's 
it's yeah, like I, you I you know with the gym you know it's like i'm certain about this or yeah. it's not like you're hmm, should i start trying new it's like no maybe i try new things because i'm bored but i know the core thing that i want to search same for me and it's not you know but to get to that point that's what i kind of want to end with this is you have to try a lot of things and that's it you have to try put your best effort forward and then we'll always come down to feeling for how you know yeah. that's actually non-advice that is kind of thing from the book we're currently reading the becoming what yeah. you are from go for it alan watts which is meaning isn't something that can be described it can only be experienced and i think that's it you know you can't really describe yeah. what meaning is or what your purpose is and as much as you try to do it we as humans we can't really we can never like pass on to other people what we're really feeling or what's happening right now inside yeah. of us we cannot we can never be sure of that we can only experience it and know that we're experiencing experiencing it and so when it comes to that to finding your passion finding your purpose it's all very yeah. abstract things and there is no like charted plan for you to get there you know it's not it's not like do these three, three simple steps and now you have purpose you no know, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot more complicated than that yep Although I know what I want to talk about because I was very surprised. I posted a post on Instagram, well, like two hours ago. No, more like three hours, four hours ago. And I said like, because I'm preparing a video training on how to focus more properly and how to, you know, properly sit down and do the task ahead of you focus, not going to Instagram, not going to your email, all of that. And I was like completely blown away at the amount of people who commented and sent me a DM, sent us a DM because it was... Right now, it's probably close to 100. It's closer to 100 than it is to 50, I yeah. think. And, <laughs> and and to me, that just shows that, and which is kind of a sad thing, is that everyone is forced to be at home. However, no one can sit the fuck down and just focus because it's hard. And it's even harder now because you don't... How do I, how do I say this? It's because the distractions are there so close and you can't even go outside or to a, another space to do it because nothing is open. You can't go to Starbucks and choose that as your focus space or to the library or whatever. You're forced to be in the same place for most people where you watch YouTube and when you where you go to Netflix and to Instagram. And then you're also forcing yourself to, you know, let me write for three hours here. Let me stop the the five hour marathon of Netflix that I was doing. Let me just let me just write <laughs> just for three hours. Yeah. From five hours of Netflix. <laughs> Three hours oh, I was I was just listening to the new album of, I just listened to like three albums in a row, never finishing a song to the end, always skipping. Yeah, let me just sit down and be focused for the next. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not how it's gonna happen. But just to say that it just shows how, you know how, this is a problem pretty much, and how even though now we have more time and we should, you know, we should supposedly be more focused, we're not, and we're finding the opposite. Although, but I do find it's like it's kind of a wake up call. Because if you're in, you know, in your job and in your day and your school distracted, you can think to yourself, "Oh, I just waited two, just wasted two hours." If that's the time you had, but now you have like twelve hours, and if you're wasting all of those, you kind of realize, "Holy fuck! If I don't solve this problem, I'll never be able to focus." Whether that's two hours or ten or thirty minutes, and and then it's that problem as well. Because since we're spending more time on social media, more time on these mediums that promote a lot of quick scrolling. And like TikTok, TikTok is blowing up. It's even a, a, a shorter attention spawn. It's like Instagram is short already. TikTok is even shorter. Yeah, and it's so, crazy how those things are evolving yeah. to be like lesser, like like you're saying, like requiring less of an attention span. It's getting it's getting yeah. ridiculous. What's going to be after TikTok? You know, you're just gonna click a button, you get lit, a literal dopamine rush. <laughs> yeah, and just keep going. 
that's some like no, brave new world type shit and that's and that's scary as well kind of to deviate because if you guys have never read i recommend the book deep focus at least that first part where he explains the the consequences of not focusing on the long term on your brain because it's real physical consequences that you're having on your brain by not focusing because you're training your brain the you know the pathways that get solidified in your brain you're training them to be unfocused unfocused and so then it becomes much easier to become unfocused than it is to become focused and then i think about like for example our sister is four years old right now i think and i imagine like a child growing up with tiktok and then even whatever is to come next like what the fuck is gonna happen to your attention spawn like a whole you know 10 20 years of that where are you gonna be are you even gonna be able to sit down and focus for two minutes straight because you know, it's like your brain is going to be completely trained from a young age to do that. Because when we were young, we didn't have that. Our parents didn't have that. No generation had that up until this one where, you know, Instagram started and Facebook started. And so it's kind of scary to think about, like, <laughs> how are these people going to focus? If they, they're trained, you know, they trained themselves for 20 years to do this until they're kind of on their own. And then what? Then how, how are we expecting them to do that? Yeah, so that's going to be interesting how the market itself is going to shift. According to yeah. I'll, I'll, like, what's the new jobs that are going to pop up? Because if the people aren't focused, you know, the jobs are also going to have to be yeah. unfocused ones, I guess. Yeah. It's a very but, the, but then it's, it, yeah, because it's so sad because a lot of the best things that I've, the best content I've consumed is content that required a lot of focus. When I think about the best movies that I've seen, the best TV shows, all of those required the person or people who wrote those to be fucking focused and sat in a room for a lot of hours just writing those things. At the, like, sa- at the same time, yeah, I think go there for is it. hope. Because, like, if you see one of, of the, like, what's the most popular podcast? It's J- Joe Rogan. And, like, it's three-hour conversations. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah. you know, there's hope in the middle of all of this because I also think people kind of get, I, I don't know, I think people reach a saturation point where they're like, oh, my God, this is too quick. This is, like, not enriching at all. And so I think it's going to, mm-hmm. I think it's going to bounce to one side. Like, TikTok, I think, I'm hoping it's like the extreme of what we have reached and it's going to bounce back. But then, sorry to interrupt you, but like Joe Rogan is the most popular, but it's not the most popular below 18. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it's it's the most popular, but it's like everyone is above 18 for the most part who watches that. Like, for example, our sister, I don't think, I mean, I hope so, but I don't think she's going to be listening to... Are still not going to be very motivated to listen to three-hour podcasts? Yeah. And to do, of course, there's always going to be those people, but it's gonna—it's just going to become harder and harder to do those things. To kind of, you know, just pick a book and read it focused, because there's always going to be your phone next to you, and then who, who knows where this is going to evolve to? You know, because now you have your phone and you feel like it's so close to you already, but there's going to be a, ne- a next thing, something better that's yeah. even more effortless. Like, your brain. Could, could be yeah, it could be that. It could be just a, a watch, like a Apple Watch, that's just much better. And yeah. you do that always there, and it's even closer. Could be like you're in VR, and I don't know, man. Yeah. I think I talked about we you. Should, I thought, I, we I, should call I Alex I, Jones here. <laughs> I think I talked to you, to you about this. I think like it was. I don't know if it was Elon Musk, but I think it was someone like successfully implanted a microchip chip in like a an animal's head, and that animal mm-hmm. was able like through his mind to control a computer. So. That's okay. something that's going to happen, you know, and yeah. th- that's going to happen because if it's already happening in animals, you know, it's just a matter of time yeah. until it gets to humans. Yeah. So imagine, let's imagine that scenario. People, like you have control of a computer, like basically of the internet inside your mind. It's like your, your mind is a smartphone now. 
Can you yeah. imagine like the ramific oh ramifications of that? That just makes it. Imagine yeah. if you always have access because right now, even when you go to sleep, you can put it on airplane mode in your like yeah. in your bed. Side. Yeah, you're not on Instagram when you're sleeping. That's yeah, the thing. but yeah. imagine like you just wake up in the middle of the night and just you can literally just think about Instagram and it pops into your mind. Yeah, or who the fuck knows what's gonna be? You know? Yeah, yeah, no one even knows. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's truly scary. And then and then that plays also a part in the okay, this podcast is like sidetracking so much, but who cares? It's yeah. then you can think about as you know, for example, AI, where AI plays into this. Because let's say you if you can implement those things into your brain, into you, like improve upon what you have. What if you can I don't know if you've ever seen the movie called Her? Yeah, yeah. H E R. Yeah. Like because the her is like she's a she, she's like an artificial intelligence and so she not she but it's whatever it's it it's talking to the guy and it's like it's a girlfriend whatever they're in a relationship the machine and the guy but then the machine the artificial intelligence she can always keep progressing and more and more to the point that she's like having a hundred conversations at once but she's always like yeah. very present in all of them because that's just it's different than us but what if then you can implement that onto you as well? It's like how things are going to change to then to a point where it's like you could lose humanity as you know it to a certain degree, you know? Because you start if you can implement all those things, you kind of lose, you don't lose humanity, but you lose the humanity you know, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the point, you know, because it can change. No one says it can change, but it can change for mm. the better, you know? I think it's just yeah. always, because we're always attached to the... I think humans have like a bias for the natural, you know, what's what's natural is better. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that's a good bias to have because in general, <laughs> like nature yeah. has been tested for millions of years, you know, so we have that. Yeah. Uh, sure. But, you know, there's not. Yeah, I think because it's just the problems we are seeing right now, you know, we, you see in, in kids with like the depression rates, the anxiety rates going up. And arguably, you can trace that to the appearance of the smartphone. And that's just the smartphone, you know. Imagine the progressions yeah. of that. So there's that to be aware. You know, there's actually a good question, a good question to be asked. This is like, do we actually need all these scientific uh, improvements? Let's put that quote unquote, because they may actually not be. You know, you may actually be regressing with this because if people are getting more yeah. sad when they have everything, I would say that's a regression because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, although I think it happens that problem of you know. Because your all your basic needs are fulfilled, then you have more time yeah. to think about, you know, the what's my purpose or what is yeah, the meaning of all this or do people really do that? And, but, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, you see this like this but, is the perfect time to see that. You know, people yeah. are like they have time. People have time right now. They're quarantined and they have time. But you know, but I think to a certain extent is that because it's it's just maybe not those specifically I said. But it's just that there's a lot inside of you that has not been solved yet. And so once yeah, yeah. the basics are, you know, you have all the food you want, you have your shelter, your job is cool, then you start to go into those. Because like that's the thing that's not fulfilled yet. It's like the Maslow hierarchy of needs. And yeah, but these are problems that are much harder to solve because they're not, there's not a, a concrete solution. Everyone is different in this regard because it's all inside. That's what's fucked up. It's that if you break an arm, you go to the doctor, so he fixes your arm. But what about the if you know if you're struggling with meaning in your life? Yeah. Fuck, that's you know no one has like a concrete solution to that. Yeah, you can they can kind of guide a, you a through. Psychologist, but still, it's yeah. It's not a. But he can just guide you. Yeah. He, he can't give you the solution. He can just guide you, hopefully, to you coming to your own solution. Yeah. But you know it's, and, and that's why I think that 
that's a big reason why, in my opinion, that so many people are experiencing anxiety and depression. Well, number one, it's because, well, number one, because horrible diets. Let's start there. Because, you know, yeah. if you eat like shit, it's going to be in a lot of alcohol and stuff like that. It's a lifestyle in general, you know. People yeah. don't move, don't And very sedentary. Well. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And and then, you know, even if all that, okay, let's, if you solved all of that first, you'd have much less of the others. Let's just start yeah, there. Yeah. Proper sure. diet and exercise would reduce those so much. Yeah, if people like slept and, well, yeah. ate clean yeah. and like moved a lot, a lot in their day, today life, that, I, I mean, I don't want to make a controversial statement, but that would definitely solve, I think, a majority of the cases. Yeah. And so, okay, let, let's just also not get into controversy here. Um we're not talking about clinical depression and stuff that comes from your, yeah, you know, hormones and stuff like that. We're not talking about those. We're talking about the ones that are not because of that. Because if it is not because of that, it's because of your mind. It's whatever you're telling inside yourself. I think we can all agree yeah. on that, you know. And and in that sense, a lot of that starts with what you eat, if you exercise or not, all that, what you put into your body. And then it's like, and then it's because a lot of times we're not mindful of these things. And I think what this corona situation shows us is that we can only be so long on Instagram and all these platforms until we get bored. And when we get bored and we get out of it, we are forced to deal with this, you know, these demons, you could call them, inside of us. And if you're not prepared or you've been pushing it down for so long, yeah, you're going to have a horrible time because everything is going to kind of come out at once. And and so that's why I, I'm a great uh, or big... Um, I encourage mindfulness a lot. Meditation, Meditation, just walking, just being disconnected from, you know, other people for a bit, whether that's in real, you know, actual contact or social media, all of that. Because only when you kind of disconnect and go, f you can, you don't need to meditate. You can just go for a walk, but without music, without anything. And a lot of problems, they'll you'll solve them inside yourself for how crazy that sounds. Actually, just... Uh by going Yesterday, through it actually, yeah I, I saw a study relating like creative thinking to walking and like it actually mm -hmm. proved people that walk like that that when people are walking they're like the part of the brain that's responsible for creative thinking is more active mm -hmm. and you're more likely to to have solutions to those, those creative problems so like that's like yeah and we know that you know you don't need a, a study to prove that but yeah it, it's one of those yeah things, totally you know, with social media and all of this like you were saying people spend hours and hours but I think the key thing is it's there's always going to be a time of reckoning, you know. You'll always have that, like, because you can spend your day, your entire day, let's say, you can spend it on Netflix and Instagram, but you're still going to have to go to sleep, you know. And when once yeah. you lie down in bed, there's no escaping <laughs> those demons that you push down yep. all of the day. And not only there's no escaping them, if you actually push them down, they're going to come out, out even worse than if you yep. had just dealt with them. So. Yep. I need so it's like I, I doubt there's anyone listening to this that's like like doubting the benefits of mindfulness and all. But if you have like a <laughs> yeah. friend you want to convince or something like that, you know, it's not something you can ignore forever. You, you can't ignore your demons forever. Yeah. So and and also a thing that I would say that you can see this perfectly. Is, do you know what ASMR is? Mm -hmm. So ASMR for those who don't know, it's like these videos where online people are like whispering and doing things to relax you pretty much, and for how weird of a concept that may seem, those videos are blowing the fuck up nowadays. It's huge. Yeah. And a big part of that is because people are not relaxed. People are not, you know, not feeling good. And so they go to these things to, in a big way, you know, I also sometimes go to it just because it helps me to relax more, to go to sleep. 
you know, that routine, but most people are not going that for there. I know that they're going there because that's kind of an escape as well, where they can feel like calm and at peace and relaxed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can only escape so much because, you know, you in theory, you could spend a whole life doing that, but then you're always going to reach the end and you're going to be in a, you know, let's say you reach and you're in a hospital bed looking back, like that's not where you want to be when you make a decision to change. That's where you want to be when you've already kind of gave it your all and you went through life and you're like, fuck, okay, now I can go away knowing I did what I had to do. And I kind of, I think I want to end the podcast on my hand here, which is, which is, you know, you only have so much time, literally, especially with this Corona thing. You could literally get it tomorrow and die, you know, after two weeks or something. It could happen. You know, I'm not saying it's likely or not, but it could happen. You could also go to the grocery store and get run over by a car, for example. It could be literally (laughs) when you finish this podcast or if you're outside listening to the podcast, you know, it could happen at any moment. Your heart could stop. Yeah. Yeah. And that with that in mind, you kind of have to be conscious that you can't, you have to use this time. I'm not saying you have. uh, Okay. Let's, uh, I'm, you don't take my word that you should, but ask yourself, are you okay with wasting it forever and reaching the end of your life as you are right now, or never actually having strive for something bigger? Because if the answer is no, you have to start right now. Because if you keep delaying, eventually it will be too late. And that's how I want to end for that's my part. Do you have any last words? No, that's a good one. All right, guys. Stay safe. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.